Hello there and welcome to Access Louisville, a real big city podcast from Louisville Business First. My name's David Mann, one of your hosts, and today I'm joined by Brooke Timmons. Hey there. Brent Shanding. Thanks for having me. And Shay Van Hoy. Hey. Each week, we are going to bring you the latest news and some sharp opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. This week, we're going to be talking about big changes at Louisville Airport, Louisville International Airport, as well as Pride Month. And we're going to be talking about which companies are getting into the festivities. First, however, I'm going to start this show, just like I always do, with a difficult question. Guys, the Second Street Bridge is being painted butter yellow. What color should it be painted and why? And Brent, I'll go to you first. Uh, you know, I'd be fine if they turn it over to just local graffiti artists and let them have at it, um, or commission local artists to just kind of come up with a concept that's representative of uh, the cities that the bridges connect. But in all honesty, I think uh, butter yellow is a good, practical, albeit safe choice. I think a lot of other brighter, more vibrant colors are going to fade over time. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, but a pale yellow, it's, it's still kind of happy and contrasts well against a blue sky, gray sky. I kind of like it. You might have just changed my opinion on it because uh, I've just been totally out on the butter. But your positive comments just <laughs> just might have totally uh, swayed me. Um, the butter just I haven't I don't know. I just I've been calling it good old butter bridge since they butter started. Bridge, yeah. And there's uh, always room for butter. So just there is embrace honestly it. butter does make things better. Butter, yeah. Butter's so great. it's apparently a nod to bourbon somehow. Is that it? I, I saw read? that uh, yeah. in the news this week. And, and I, I don't, and I don't, I don't understand the connection, it. but I love the yellow. A nod to really poorly aged bourbon. I guess. Yellow. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's the butter cut, I think is what they call it. Uh, the, uh, I love it though. I like, uh, you know, when you go to other cities, Pittsburgh has a couple yellow bridges. Right. Um, but they have like a more of a, like a, they're brighter. Post yellow. Right. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. I think that uh, anything but gray, because all of our bridges are gray, and so it's like yeah. anything is better than than keeping that theme. Do um, you have a color you want to see it? Uh, like if you could, if I you mean, my favorite color is orange. So yeah, orange all the bridges should be orange. Yeah. That would have gone better with bourbon. <laughs> right. Orange. Uh, right. I would have liked maybe a nice purple. Purple. Kind of fun. Yeah. You know, they have the Purple People Bridge in Newport, Cincinnati, and that's one of those colors that faded over time, too. Oh, so did I it. would really like a purple, but uh, just practical reasons, maybe a turquoise. Oh, turquoise. turquoise. Gives you that pop, and it's, you know, even if it fades, it's still going to look you know, pretty nice. Yeah, I'm into that. I think we should paint them wildcat blue. Not because I like the wildcats, but maybe the rest of the state would stop hating us uh, quite as much if we kowtowed to them and just painted their. Uh, painted their colors on our bridge another idea i had why not just cover it with advertising just to offset the cost of the tolls on all the other bridges you know if we sell some advertising on that bridge just make it corporate sponsored the second street corporate sponsored bridge yeah then maybe we could reduce humana presents the second street bridge i want people to call it by its real name the clark memorial bridge not the second street bridge because it's only second street in downtown louisville and that's shaming southern indiana where it's not second street Right. Uh, I don't even know what the road is because it's a feeder to I-65, but it's uh, Clark Memorial Bridge. In our line of work, we go yeah. follow the rules and style, and so that's what it should yeah, be. Yeah, so you're most... not a fan of me calling it Butter Bridge. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Clark gets honored everywhere else, right? So 
Yeah, is it a different Clark? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember on that one. Uh, I think he's pointing at his own bridge on the Belvedere, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right. That's enough of that. Let's talk about the uh, Louisville International Airport. Speaking of new looks, uh, got a new logo. It's got a new name, which is Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. I assume we're just going to call it Muhammad Ali Airport uh, for shorthand. Um, also, some new decor was unveiled. They're working on a renovation project, the price tag of which is now $200 million. It was $100 million, but after officials got into the uh, deeper parts of planning the renovation, the, the price tag went up. Um, so I guess let's start with the logo, um, since we're talking design now. Uh, give me your thoughts on it. Brooke, you're a, you design things for a living. What do you think? Um, I actually really love the logo. Um, I love the... Um the placement of Muhammad Ali within the butterfly, I think it's all very intentional, and I love intentional design. Um, I, I really appreciate logos when they have kind of hidden meaning in them. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen like the or noticed in the FedEx logo that they have um, an arrow pointing um, built into the letters. Maybe. Look, look at that next time. I will look. Um, and then uh, in the Amazon logo, um, it's, a, it's an arrow pointing from the A to the Z really intentional design that is just so uh um understated that uh is great and i love that it's in this logo too um with muhammad ali's arms kind of forming that butterfly and then the butterfly coming around it yeah so yeah uh and what do you guys think and feel free to talk about the name as well um i think that the name's a little long-winded but I, I i believe a lot of airport names are longer than you think they are i, I did a little research on this um George, uh, Ronald Reagan National Airport, which everybody just calls Reagan National Airport, is actually like Ronald Reagan Washington International Airport. So these names kind of get shortened just naturally. Yeah. yeah. As far as the logo goes, I agree with Brooke. I really like it. Um, I also think there's kind of that intentional design, um, and we're going to talk about pride later, but I think the, the choice of the choice of colors was intentional for kind of to nod a nod to inclusion, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the kind of the spirit of Muhammad Ali. The only thing like minor, minor gripe, the only thing I thought was weird is in the outline of the butterfly wings, it's not rounded. It's like kind of jutty. It almost looks like. Yes. But did you notice that in the font uh, where it says Muhammad Ali Airport, uh, they have mimicked those juts into that font. Have it? No, I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't notice. There's, yeah. There's a lot of things that I kind of studied when I was looking at it uh, and just a lot of appreciation for the good design that went into that. Yeah. Was that, um, did we, I know we listed the company that did that work. Did, do we know if they're local? Yeah. They yeah. are. It was, uh, Over Group. Oh, well, okay. It was Over. Yeah. Ovare. Ovare. Uh, Ovare. Ovare. <laughs> <laughs> Ovare Group, uh, which is, uh, that, uh, I just wrote about it. Um, it's Capecchio's, um, uh, one of their companies. Right. So, as, uh, and it was badge design that, uh, did, did that. Logo. Yeah. As, as far as the name, I think, I agree with you. I think people are just going to call it Muhammad Ali Airport. Um, they probably at least, or or eventually, maybe Louisville will just drop the or the airport will just drop the Louisville part. Yeah, um, drop the international part. I mean, that's kind of a stretch anyway. It is. <laughs> you can get to another country if you if, take a couple flights and stop. And well, I think they call it international because UPS it's UPS. Yeah, so right. UPS I think but, flies to China so, from there. Right. But like, even I think like. You can pull some strings. There's some smaller airports <laughs> in Louisville that call themselves international too. I think like Fort Wayne is like an international airport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I love the new airport's logo. I love the new name. I 
just wish they could change the airport code from SDF to ALI to That'd be unify that would the be brands. so great. Oh. Doesn't somebody have that right? Yeah, somebody does. We looked into this one time. I can't remember. Can't we um, buy it from them? Like, I, I think it's like a Twitter works, handle. You but, can oh, just, okay. just get in touch with them yeah, and like, offer them money. I think ALI would just be a great them. airport code to go with the whole new Ali branding. Hey, heck yeah. Let's I love behind it. it. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, you know, it took me a minute on the logo. I don't, like, I didn't see the butterfly at first. That's what I kind of saw. Um, kind, of, kind of was like, what is he in? Um, but uh, but I get it now. Um, maybe, maybe and it's not. I'm, I'm not griping about it, but I don't know. I think it's a, a little bit too much. Like it's like I think it would have been cool just to have Muhammad Ali and not the butterfly. But uh, but I'm not as smart as Brooke when it comes to designing things. So. Yeah. Well, and then you've got wings. So yeah, airport. I yeah, on Twitter okay. various like right after I saw reactions, I saw a variety of. Um, what people saw, like the Rorschach test. I saw two cobras getting ready to fight. <laughs> I saw fallopian tubes. I saw, uh, I think uh, there was, bon- I don't know, mongoose or something. It was uh, yeah. a funny, lot of people saw I that. I saw it immediately. Yeah, I did too. I saw yeah. The butterfly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody asked me this question. Did you see it immediately? And I, I mean, I think I did, but it, it just, you know, maybe just a second or two. I had to pause. But. Um, Speaking of the airport, uh, you know, obviously it's added a couple flights this year, um, West Coast flights um, uh, to L.A. That's, it's, there's been some, some evolution at the airport, but what do you guys think the airport really needs? What's the one, like, what's one amenity you'd like to see, um, you know, either, even, you know, one shop you'd like to see in there? Uh, I, this would be kind of reverting to a decade ago, but in a good way. At one point, um, BBC had the space where Coles is now, which at least Coles is local. Uh, but there was a BBC um, restaurant there, and kind of instead of just having a as a beer fan, instead of having one brewer in there, I'd love to see someone that, like that has a like a local craft bar, like Craft House, that has a bunch of local taps. Right. Put in a right. variety of. I mean, you can get like against the grain and country boy at Kentucky Kingdom, but you can't. At, the airport maybe Coles might have a couple options but like like a tap house where there's 20 taps um you know I've seen other ports do that other airports do that and it just adds to the local flavor yeah great um my my request is is small simple yet probably very expensive um uh I would like the chairs that have the built-in um power outlets and USB at every spot um while you're waiting for your flight um I've had them in Newark and some other airports um and they're just they're so handy and you don't have to fight over those tiny little crowded tables to charge your devices that we all are carrying multiple of so yeah, so I'm going to go on a limb out there and say that an off-track bedding parlor would be really cool if you were on a layover and you could just you know, yeah. like do some bedding for at Churchill Downs or I've just bet see in Vegas, kind of the, the Vegas airport has there. that. Yeah, Does so that would kind of keep yeah. people engaged. Well, they have slot machines. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe an outside dog park for people traveling with their pets. You know, where they can just kind of go out, let their pets do their business, and then mm-hmm. just calms people down when they're around animals. You know, those drug dogs probably need to get out and like do something. Yeah, just have a space for it. Yeah, Um, I would like to see more just little stands. I was in um, uh, Austin last year, and you know, you can just walk up to a a stand that's sitting next to the gate and grab a beer there. You don't have to go to a restaurant and and like fight your way through the bar. You know, Um, and um, a lot of times when I come into Louisville, I'll see that. you know, I want to grab a beer or something while I wait for a flight, but I'm just like, ah, I'm not, I'm not going to mess with that crowd in there. 
So it'd be great if there was just a lot more uh, little places you could pick up, not not just beer, but you know, food or whatever. Uh, just uh, right beside the gate, you can sit at the gate and you know, eat uh, eat eat a snack or or have a beer or whatever. Burrito stand. A burrito stand, oh, yeah. a taco truck. Somehow, Ooh, yeah. it's taco like plane. one of those. Um, you a taco know. plane. Think <laughs> big. <laughs> Think big. I like it. I like it. You know, another thing that I was thinking, you know, I would just like to see some performers, like live music performers. You know, just you know, to oh, pass time. Yeah. I've seen that in Midway and some other airports when you're going. They're just strumming their guitars, playing yeah. some local music. Maybe put in some bluegrass musicians. Uh, I just think that kind of yeah, helps. Adds a lot of atmosphere. Yeah, when you have like yeah. when you're stressed out about crap. Houston. Last time I was in Houston, they had a piano player in what whatever gate by whatever gate I was flying out of. He was taking tips and taking requests, and it was pretty cool just for people that were sitting around waiting for their flight, and you could hear it from like a couple of the rest yeah. like out kind of cafe type restaurants they had. Like our, our, I think our airport needs our thing. You know, Charlotte has the rocking chairs, and um, maybe we need to find our thing for our airport. What if we did live boxing? Since it's uh, <laughs> and you like combines the betting. Angle too. Fight club. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fight club. Flight club. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. So the bur- also the bourbon bar, the bourbon focus bar is like out of the way and most people coming through the airport wouldn't know it's there because it's on the second floor of an airport that really only has one floor yeah. to open to the public and it's just bizarre. It's like we um and I'm speaking about the one that's past security, not book and bourbon. The one that's over Starbucks. Right, right. Yeah. That's in the middle of the two gates and just seems like uh, it, Instead of tucking it away up there, that it should be more prominently mm-hmm. focused for Bourbon and City. It, it kind of yeah. looks like a private club, right? Um, but I, I don't it think it is. Yeah, I think it used to be. At I've one been point. there, yeah. and um, I'm not a member. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I was uh, in a, was an interloper, uh, <laughs> and no one said anything. So they said password, and you went Bourbon, and they're like, Ah, <laughs> how do you guess? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was maybe the password was interloper. Um, <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, also, I wanted to talk, uh, since we're on the subject of the airport, last year there was some discussion of a, um, a bigger regional airport built it in Shelbyville, and it provides a better connection between Louisville and Lexington because um, that's a you know, shorter drive to Lexington. Also, um, you know, Denver did this. They built a, uh, an airport outside of their downtown, and it led to a lot of development. Uh, along, um, I guess, between downtown and where that airport was built. So can you imagine, like, more development between here and Shelbyville? And a lot of it was, like, very transit-focused, so they have uh, mass transit there, um, and uh, and they were able to, like, have a lot of that uh, come along as they developed that airport. Um, I, it, there was some talk about it here last year. I just, you know, wanted to bring it up, see what you guys thought. Do you feel like, should we should we go for a bigger, better airport, or should we just keep on fixing this one um i i think that we should go for the bigger better airport on in shelby county um i think that that would um i mean we talk about growing our city and i think that that's something that we need to do yeah um to for the growth and i think that we're landlocked with the one that we have now so yeah, um, yeah. i think that it is landlocked uh bigger and better out there would be um would be good for us for, for the growth of the city you know, I'm going to disagree, and you can't see me right now, but I'm kind of rolling my eyes on this one. I think instead of <laughs> dumping, like, millions into, like, a new regional airport that's so far out, uh, I mean, Lexington and Louisville are pretty close right now. I think we should be spending that money on trains, light rail service yep. between Lexington and Louisville, at least rapid bus transit. So when you land at either airport, you can get to those cities back and forth very accessible without renting mm-hmm. a car. Um so I think the focus should be on growing the airport as we have it now, mm-hmm. but then expanding transit options just so we can move those passengers and people across our state more efficient. I think mm-hmm. it'd be a better use of and land. 
Yeah. I th- I think that per- looking at it two ways, selfishly and then maybe from a business angle that selfishly I love where the airport is because um, living in the Highlands, I leave 10 minutes before I have to be to the airport or it's a $10 lift ride. Um, it's like Louisville is for travelers who people who live in Louisville. It's like the most conveniently located airport probably in any city. But then on the flip side, you look around and it's an anomaly. I mean, there is a midway, but as Burke and I were talking about yesterday, O'Hare was built and is now the much bigger airport. Um, you know, Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky is outside of town, Denver, George Bush and Houston. Um, almost all of these are built. These, these airports that have really grown are built outside of the city center. So I think for it, you know, for us to maybe truly grow to where we'd want the air service to be, it would probably have, have to move, but then I would be grumpy because I have to drive to Shelbyville. Yeah, that's a long way right, to drive. Right, but that's, I mean, a lot of times we're, we're driving to Indy, we're driving to Cincinnati, we're driving to Nashville to catch those flights. I mean, Shelbyville would obviously be a much shorter yeah. commute. I just only, I only fly if it will. I'm not going there unless no, no. it's going out of all the year for Maybe, <laughs> may, I think I did do Cincinnati once. Um, for it was an international, of course, like your yeah, point, it was an international yeah, flight. Yeah, yeah. It was, right. it was, yeah, it was wow when wow was still flying out of Cincy. Wow was still wild. flying. Well, yeah, before they just <laughs> abandoned their. It was like such or, a good deal a, that it couldn't be true. Right. So, right. Um, it, it, the way I see it on this airport thing, I think um, we would never find the will to build it, <laughs> and I, and that's sad. Uh, we couldn't find the will to open our swimming pools this year, uh, you know, and that would have been a, a moderate tax increase to do it. Uh, so I don't know if we would ever um, actually do it. I, 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 should we? I don't know. I, I kind of see both your points. Um, I do like how convenient it is to go there, and it, and it's a quick airport. You can show up like, and that's why when I, we were talking about getting a beer or whatever, you never have to worry because you never have to get there four hours early. Um, you usually get there 10 minutes before your flight takes off and you're going to be fine. So, um, I think you can actually just drive right up to the plane and get on. Yeah. In Louisville. I think that in the mo- like in the movies, that was a thing, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if it really works in, in real life. Um, switch gears here. Let's talk about pride month. Uh, June's pride month. The Kentucky on a pride festival is this weekend, um, at big four lawn, uh, at waterfront park, there's concerts, parade, et cetera. Uh, you can just do a quick Google search and, and find all the events. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about it and, and, and the reason I think it's relevant in a business sense is that this year we've seen businesses get into the festivities a lot more than they have in the past, or at least that's the way it seems to me. Um, some national companies are doing special products, making special lo- logos. Um, I saw Papa John's had changed its logo to incorporate a rainbow on Twitter, just their Twitter logo. Not their, I don't think they did it on, in any other. Uh, places. Um, and then some other uh, companies of local interest, uh, UPS has done some pride tweets, so has Kroger. Um, and there's a ton of other national examples and probably other local ones. It depends on where you look. Um, so Pride Month has kind of become this big corporate deal. And I wanted to, you know, kind of get you guys thoughts on on businesses getting into this. Is it is it appropriate is it uh is it just pandering um you know i think there there's get there's some backlash out there to to companies doing this uh so i just kind of want to see what you guys thought of it yeah so um a little history lesson just before i give my point and i promise i will get to the point so this is the 50th year of the stonewall riots which unofficially marks the start of the modern lgbtq rights movement in the country right so for those of you who don't know uh on june 28th in 1969 
police raided the Stonewell Inn, which was a popular gay bar in Greenwich Village in New York. And back in the day, LGBT persons were often subjected to bogus police charges for what amounts to just basically being LGBTQ in public. Mm -hmm. So however, that night when the police raided the Stonewall Bar, uh, 200 patrons inside didn't just sit down and wait to be arrested. So they resisted, they fought back, they rioted, and that was kind of what launched this like modern LGBTQ rights movement. Mm-hmm. I did so, not know that. So yeah, appreciate this. Yeah. So that was kind of like that's what Pride Month has been born out of, and it was just 20 years ago that Louisville passed Kentucky's first anti-discrimination fairness ordinance. So right. 20 years of Louisville, and that protected LGBTQ employers from discrimination. Yeah, um, I remember that when I was in companies. college. That was kind so of so it was a it was a big deal back in 1999. So we've come a long way. And I feel like um, over those past 20 years, as you know, as an out gay man who's working in corporate America, I feel like Pride now has uh, been co-opted by corporations. And it's less about that activism mm-hmm. that we were celebrating to kind of like fight for equal treatment and inclusion. And it's now just kind of been co-opted that we kind of want your money. And just by changing your logo on Twitter to a rainbow for the month of June, right? It, you know, that's a good start. But I'm more interested in companies that are like, leading uh, progressive policies, perks in the workplace that are actively doing things to include um, LGBTQ workers and fighting against Every fight. day of the year. Every day yeah, of the year, yeah. not just June for like what amounts to like a marketing campaign uh, to bring in a little bit extra revenue. Right, right. Um, and, and I've seen that argument being made, you know, in, in a, a lot of different forums. I saw a Reddit uh, post uh, that, that was kind of made a similar uh, argument. So um, I guess, you know, as as a consumer, I like to see it, but I haven't, I, I guess I haven't thought about it in that context, the history, the, the real struggle that went there. And, um, uh, you know, I, I see it and I kind of think, well, good, we, we share values or whatever, but I never really thought of it about, thought of it in a way like, you know, that they are just co-opting. But, but, but then you're, you're, you're probably right. It, it's obviously uh, a campaign to uh, try and win over consumers. So. Yeah, I think with, you know, I think with Papa John's, it's also probably, and I don't know if they've done things in past years, but it's also probably reflective of like their push this year yeah. for inclusion They're and diversity. Market, so. Yes. Yeah. And so I think it's like for them, um, they're probably like, we, we better do this. It falls in line with what we're doing. But I think, you know, Brent's point's a really good one. Um, you know, it's great for awareness. Um, and you know, more and more cities in Kentucky are passing these laws and across the country. But then it also makes your work job harder as a consumer because like, if you really want to support companies that have those type of policies that are inclusive and supportive, um, you know, you have to look beyond those rainbow flags to find out what are they really doing. Right, right. Whereas maybe yeah. 10, 15 years ago, if someone was doing that on the leading edge, you're like, oh, you know, they're really with it. They understand. And now it's, it's like everyone is doing it. Um, even walking down fourth street, there are a few businesses with flags out. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think VOA's bearded, beaded treasures, um, like they have one out and I, I don't know, but beyond that, I mean, obviously it's a very cool organization that helps a lot of people, but I've never known where they stand on LGBTQ or inclusion. Well, yeah. Or how they treat their employees right. or and whatever. Like so. all the small businesses in Nulu have gotten into it. Like yeah. they're all decorated with rainbow flags. But I would encourage people that are just really interested in this issue and wondering where, where companies stand. So each year, the Human Rights Campaign issues a report on the Corporate Equality Index in America. Mm-hmm. And basically, this measures how LGBTQ-friendly the top 1,000 largest publicly traded companies mm-hmm. are to their employees. So last year, 572 companies in America earned perfect scores of 100. 
including several in Louisville. So in Louisville, we had companies like Brown Foreman, Humana, UPS, GE Appliances, and Frost Brown Pod that all earned perfect they were all on scores that, for that being uh, LGBTQ friendly. Uh, and as you see, these are also companies in Louisville that sponsor programs for the LGBT community all year. They have programs, networking programs for their LGBTQ employees. So these are companies that are walking the walk and talking the talk around. Mm -hmm. um, we also have some companies, um, Kindred Healthcare, for example, like it fell 30 points this year in that corporate equality index ranking. Um, and it's, it was down 30 points. They had a perfect score and this year they scored a 70. So and what happened there? Did, does, it say, does it say why they fell? Or? Yeah, so basically points were withheld from them uh, because they didn't have like uh, same and they had different policies for same sex and different sex spousal and domestic partner medical benefits. Mm -hmm. um, they hmm. also didn't, they were also found in this report to not have equal health coverage for individuals uh, that were LGBTQ that maybe had pre-existing conditions. Um, and they didn't have at least three efforts of outreach or engagement to the broader LGBTQ community. So that probably means they just didn't sponsor events right. or be hosting functions. Uh, and the same thing for Yum Brands. They fell by 30 points last year, which is surprising because they've been a company that's basically embraced the LGBTQ community here. They're an interna international company who kind of recognizes Seems the like value. Yeah. But they've kind of fell on that ranking this year. Um, and then we have Papa John's, who has not had a great track record for inclusion this year. Sure. If you look on their Twitter page, they've had some backlash against like changing their logo to the rainbow. Mm -hmm. But I do have to yeah. give them props because in the last year, they've hired a chief diversity officer to make strides on this. And I hear from uh, several LGBTQ workers at Papa John's that they're going to participate in the Corporate Equality Index survey this year. And they're looking to basically earn a 100 score. And they're basically trying to um, walk that walk and talk yeah. that talk that many yeah. other corporate corporations in Louisville are doing. There, there's a whole, um, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you know what happened with Papa John's, but, um, you know, that, that company is undergoing like a, a real um, culture kind of, they're, they're kind of, yeah, they're just kind of looking at their, their culture a lot right now in a lot of different ways. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, do companies, like you were giving some examples there, do companies risk alienating people if they don't change their logo to a rainbow? Like, that, that's one thought I had because, you know, when I see a company that isn't doing it, I'm like, oh, well, are they, are they you know, doing that for a reason or did it just not occur to them or whatever? So, I, you know, I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. I, I've had the same question, um, although uh, Brent and I have been talking about this because um, we've been talking about the topic of the podcast coming up and um, a little bit off of that um, topic, um, we've been talking about, you know, the people who are offering deals in their stores mm -hmm. or whatever. And, you know, it's like, oh, come shop with us and, you know, you'll get 25 percent off because it's Pride Month. But, you know, it, it, are you is that at that point just like pandering? You right. Know? Right. Um, but I did see a really good example that I thought of someone using it correctly or or if, if you will, um, uh, I got served an ad on Instagram for a restaurant booking service. Um, who it was swipe up now to book at LBGTQ uh, restaurants so that you could go and support those owned restaurants. Um, and I think that that was a really good way to kind of celebrate Pride Month and um, and uh, support the restaurants, the, the, the business owners um, who are LGBTQ. Um, so I thought that that was a really good way to do that. Yeah. Um, what do you think? You know, I think in 
the, the past 20 years since the kind of like the, the modern day civil rights for, for LGBT community has kind of taken off, a lot has changed. Um, so 20 years ago, I feel like the LGBT community just started mobilizing better. They've grown as a force. Um, and people are taking them a lot more seriously than they did 20 years ago. And corporations see them as um, a group that has a large amount of disposable cash. Um, but they also see them as a group that's got a lot of political influence in Washington these days. I mean, 20 years ago, you think that uh, marriage equality just wasn't a thing and there were very few protections. Mm -hmm. And now you've seen that kind of like pendulum swing all the way to the other side. So I think that they're kind of feeling pressure that if they don't, they um, kind of face boycotts from right. like the LGBT community. I they mean, don't want to be one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chick-fil-A or like or... even the state of North Carolina that was having some issues there uh, with their trans bathrooms yeah. policies, like the, the NCAA and like these big right. organizations when Indi when were going to pull out and not even uh, have conferences there, you right? Know, made some, some anti-equality um, uh, marriage laws. Or, no, it wasn't related to marriage. It was whether or not uh, you, know, you could kick somebody out of your restaurant right. or whatever. When Indiana did that, I mean, there were businesses in Indianapolis that were like, you change that or we're leaving. Yeah. Angie's List, NCAA, yeah. uh, Eli Lilly yeah. really came out against it. Um, I think that, <clears throat> you know, I, just um, looking at, you know, changing your, changing your Twitter logo to, or putting out a flag to me, like if someone doesn't um, doesn't do that, I don't see that you know, maybe they're kind of in uh, like of the mindset that like, I'm not going to take advantage of this just to make money. Right. Um, so you can't really judge them. In right. Way, but, but on the other side, what Brent's saying, when it's companies that have obvious policies that are um, anti-inclusion, I think that's where the backlash happens. At least yeah. that's my, you know, if you're talking about Chick-fil-A and then you get backlash to the backlash. Um, but, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, like Brent said with times, you know, times changing and kind of the political clout and the um, business clout of the LGBTQ community. Um, one thing you can point to is, you know, you have um, an openly gay married man um, from our neighboring state, Indiana, running for president. And I really and and there might be some underlying, you know, the people that are just filled with hate that are coming out. But in general, I don't think people care about that when it comes to him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I and it's and it's maybe even to the point where. I think your run-of-the-mill conservative white man in America would probably vote for Pete Buttigieg before he would vote for a straight woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, might, and I, so I think that I think we've reached that point. Yeah. Um, um, which in one sense is good, another sense is bad. But I, so I think that um, you know, it kind of it's reached that point in culture where there's obviously still a lot of battles to be fought for that for the community and um but i think it's uh, you know changed a lot and i think that's reflected in businesses mm -hmm. using that or incorporating that into their marketing yeah and i would also make the point that businesses are hiring uh younger and younger marketing people and um probably letting uh you know 20 year olds lead the way more than they had or 20 somethings i guess i should say lead the way more than they have maybe 10 years ago because uh that group has a broader understanding of social media in general and um you know maybe 10 20 years ago the person running at the top of the marketing uh marketing uh department was a, a little older and didn't um you know wouldn't have this wouldn't have even crossed their mind but it w would yeah, cross but the mind that of that a younger person. Yeah, I think that can get person. some backlash cuz uh Brent and I were talking yesterday about 
another food delivery service. Yeah, so um, I won't say the food delivery service, but I was on Postmates the other day. (laughs) And um, so it popped up and it was one of those things before you order and it was like, uh, happy Pride Month, it's June. And like, so it was like one of those discounts where if you order in the the next four minutes from these like pride friendly restaurants, you can waive your delivery fee. But, you know, they had like uh, co-opted the rainbow logo, the insignia, they did that. But they were also using language like that was like, um, like, look what's going on. Like, look like L E W K. Like, uh, you were maybe uh, RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race, She's like consulting. Yeah, like, can't see right yes. now. <laughs> so they were they were saying your fresh, your squad is fresh, and you're going for round two, and you've got the look, girl. And it was kind of like one of those things where it was like that's fine when it's a panel of like the Drag Race judges on RuPaul doing that, and. But it was kind of like one of that in-your-face language where I was like, mm, this is kind of like borderline insensitive, and I didn't know how to yeah. feel about that. So all I did all was gay just people say, yeah. talk that way, Brant. Right. So <laughs> so I did what anybody else would do. I just took a screenshot of it and just like fired it off to like all my gay friends and with like a WTF question mark like it's for their comments. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I didn't know what to think about that, but I I see it more and more. It's like, um, yeah, like I noticed um, a headline in another local media. Um, on their website the other day, and it was like, Louisville is so gay. Here's a list of LGBTQ bars. And it just made me harken back to the day when 20 years ago, when you said something was so gay, it was kind of slang for, this is just ridiculous or stupid. But now they're trying to like, take back the word and it was the phrase. I don't know. I mean, you walk that fine line. And I think that companies who are inclusive and embracing the LGBT community and um, I, I just don't know what yeah. to think. It's one yeah. of those difficult times. It's, in, it's evolving so quickly, but I'm just glad that we're having a conversation about it these days and mm. that like, we can just sit here and have a podcast about it and discuss it openly. Yeah, I, I'm glad too. I mean, I think of the, the world I grew up in and you know, I, I wouldn't have ever thought that we'd even get to the point where we could, we could have a discussion about this, just the way things used to be. Uh, so it is a you know refreshing from that yeah. from that regard. And the podcast is free this week because of Pride Month. Yes, <laughs> you didn't know that. Yes, Pride Sponsored Month is our sponsor. sponsor. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I don't think there's a better place to end it than right there because we are like a little over time. I was shooting shooting for a half hour, so you get bonus a couple of minutes on this one. Um, so we're a new podcast. We're still finding our footing. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. If you have any. Um, suggestions on topics and that sort of thing please feel free to get in touch with me at dman at bizjournals.com uh, also you can just get in touch with me to uh, cover uh, you know for coverage on uh, other uh, uh, local businesses and that sort of thing uh, if you haven't uh, please subscribe to us on apple spotify google or us elsewhere where uh, podcasts are available uh, thank you brooke thank you brent thank you shay we Thanks. appreciate you uh, listening to us and until next time bye